the Light Trees and News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Eric and Chloe. And Chloe was in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> I, Eric, you're a witness. I said, are you ready? See, that's what I was laughing about is because normally when Rachel and Chloe yeah. are here together, it's that they're distracting each other when you start the show. And somehow Rachel's not here and Chloe's still distracted. I still got distracted. You were, you were sitting there. So you were sitting completely still. She's like, are you ready to go? And you said yes. And as soon as she hit record, you grabbed your phone and started being like, ooh, what's, what's going on with my phone? What were you doing? <laughs> so right now my phone is slowly breaking in front of my face. Yeah. And so I opened it and I thought it was fixed and then I unlocked it and then it wasn't. So I went, ooh. <laughs> and she waited until you started right. recording to so do that. So you were technically in the middle of a sentence. You were just no, reacting. No, just reacting. Okay. Pure All visceral... Right. <laughs> Reaction. Just, just watching it happen was so funny because you were not touching your phone at all. And she was like, "Are you ready?" And you're like, "Yeah." And as soon as she hit record, you picked up your phone. Immediately and we're like, checked out. Yeah. Just, I, just checking in on that why update. I hit record as soon as I can. After I'm like, "Chloe, oh, you ready?" Click it immediately before she can get distracted. Guys, this is a huge episode. It's our first episode back from Cuba. Oh my god, I estamos kinda... back, baby. Oh, guys, wait, hold on. You guys went to Cuba? We did. Yeah, we did. You might have seen a couple photos. We Eric's jealous. I would never have known. <laughs> he's very jealous, and he's <laughs> lashing out at us. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel bad talking about it without Rachel. Without Rachel, I know, but so she's dead. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> right, I forgot to mention. Rachel died in Cuba. We buried her at sea. It was a very was moving gorgeous. ceremony. Um, Chloe killed her. But yeah, I, yeah, it's right, a long... Right. Uh, it was like, There was a hammock. Well, you know... <laughs> it was a lot. I mean, hey, when you're in Cuba... When in Cuba... When in Cuba, kill your best. Murder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we had a great time. We'll talk about it more when Rachel's actually yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah. Obvi. Uh, if you uh, don't follow us on Instagram, you missed oh, all of the photos. There's more. And Eric being very jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so jealous. But guys, it's a Monday episode, and that Ooh. means I have a wonderful interview coming up Ooh. for you. This time with journalist Jessica Luther, who is amazing. You should She's follow amazing. her on uh, what do you call it? Twitter. If you don't already. <laughs> What's that thing? What's, What's that uh, thing that makes uh, me sad? <laughs> uh, and read all of her work. She's great. Um, She's so great. She's the best. So wonderful. She primarily covers uh, sports journalism. Um, she is a sports journalist. Ooh. And yeah, she's just the best. And we talk about a bunch of stuff. Um TV show she's watching right now, uh, the Me Too movement in sports, um, some of her favorite music right now. It's really interesting. So that's coming up for you. But before we get to any of that, I originally, I have pop culture uh, stuff I want to get to because we are in the pop culture section of the show. But, and I don't remember if I mentioned this on Light Trees and News or my previous I podcast. Like I feel like you have. I feel like Okay, maybe I did. It. But... I had mentioned that when I was little, and I don't know how old I was. I must have been seven or eight mm-hmm. when I wrote this. Okay. I'm trying to judge based on the handwriting. Oh, my God, there's drawings. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just opened it to a random page. So uh, I wrote a mystery novel when I was a kid, and I had yes. like briefly mentioned this on the show, and I, w- I always said, like, oh, maybe I can find it when I go home. So this past week, after we got back from Cuba, Mm -hmm. I went to New Jersey for my dad's 70th birthday, which was very fun. Shout out to Ray. (laughs) 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 It was uh, so fun, but I found the mystery novel while I was there. So a couple things. I'm going to read some of it. I'm not going to read all of it because it's actually long. Um, And what is it, like 25 pages maybe? Oh my god. So first of all, immediate first impressions. This is the cover. And it says Mystery Weekend, but then at the top it says notes. <laughs> so I think even little kid me was like, This is a first draft. This isn't <laughs> this isn't finished. Um so and there's drawings on it and I noticed I think it's a gun. Yeah, it seems like a gun. A magnifying glass mm-hmm. and oh. a wrench. Yeah. Whoa. Classic classic murder are classic those, murder weapons do you think though yeah do you think it's like clue are those like your murder yeah. that was my favorite movie as a kid oh. so clearly inspired by clue also i just want to say regarding regarding notes if you put out a book that was called notes of a mystery weekend i i would be intrigued thank you yeah. so much that's thank a great title that's a way better title yeah. than just mystery weekend. uh great feedback any positive feedback is good feedback mm. so <laughs> so the first page says notes i think chapter one but then number five 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> this is the fifth draft. <laughs> so I read the first page and I immediately realized that little kid me didn't know how to write um, quotation marks around dialogue. Mm-hmm. Great. So I believe the you know first what? thing. Hey, neither does Cormac McCarthy. So you're in good company. <laughs> thank you again. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're ahead of your time. So immediately I realized that little kid me fluctuated between first person inner dialogue, I think, and third person and also first person. So mm-hmm. it's very confusing. Yeah. See, you're saying all this like it's a bad thing. Like, oh, little kid me didn't know how to write. If you did that now, you would be a celebrated postmodern author. Thank you so much. Uh, so this is the first page. An ending, an ending. I need an ending for my story. I know. I'll call Jenna. Who's Jenna? <laughs> She's a good story writer. Hi, Jenna. It's me, Christina. What? <laughs> I, I love that the beginning of this book. You can't tell if this is a character starting a story or, or the me. author starting their book going, I need, a, I need a, an ending. I need an ending. That, that's what I'm so confused about, about notes. I'm like, what is this? Just saying, I don't know. And then it goes, oh, hi. What's up? I need help for my story. Oh, no. I wrote on the back, too. Oh, my God. Oh, for the ending? Oh, what's it about? Well, four girls go to one of those mystery places, you know, where they make up uh, stories and you solve them right and it isn't pretend and remember the rash jenna said that reminds me we're going to one of those places where they make <laughs> up a mystery <laughs> all right so this is me writing about this and then it's actually happening uh-huh, uh-huh. oh said christina a mystery oh by the way i think uh oh it's christine M- one of my uh best friends growing up was christine so i just named characters so So wait so what i'm gathering is that this is a story about a person writing a story about a mystery weekend i bet you i was influenced by murder she wrote i bet you i bet you okay uh oh said christine a mystery weekend right and then it just says Allie. with Allie and me sarah Oh, I think these, I'm saying who's going to be there. Sarah, Allie, and me, said Christine. Yeah, can you? Hold on. Yeah, I can. Who did she ask? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, hold on. Yes. (laughs) All right. Uh, Tomorrow, my house. Cool. The next day, Christine walked to Jenna's house. I crossed this out. Allie and Christine we're very good friends. Oh, maybe I thought that I was that was too heavy-handed. <laughs> <laughs> so I get rid of that. Um, You're like, no, they get it. Hi, get said friends. Allie. Hi, said Christine. I'll share a room with you. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, who are you? I'll share a room. <laughs> okay, said Classic Allie. Kid Allison, just being frugal. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should save money by uh, uh, rooming up. When they were all there, Jenna announced that her mother would drop them off and leave. So no parents. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, when they got there, Jenna's mom. So this mom took these little kids <laughs> to a murder mystery weekend. And left them. And left them <laughs> alone. Them <laughs> <laughs> no parents. Yeah. The butler. No, wait. I don't know what that says. You must be. You. Oh, the butler walked up to them. What? They're there. We're there. We're there. there. Cut to. You must be Jenna, Allie, and Christine. How does the butler know who they are? I don't know. That's a plot hole. I got to take notes. Yeah, walk this way. Look for other couples. Also, oh, we're coming up on the drawing, and then I'll stop because I'm not going to read this whole thing. Oh my god! Um, can we do? Can we do a bonus episode where we read this? Yeah, I'll read the whole thing. We should act it out we too. Should, yeah, it's your yeah, Friday dramatic episode. Dramatic reading. Oh yeah. My god. Oh, I'll write it in script form. I'm not oh. fucking afraid. God. Um, the first couple. Oh, oh, they're meeting the other people. Uh, the first couple said, I'm Mrs. White. Oh, I totally ripped this off. Oh, yeah. And I'm Mr. White, but I made them married. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Mrs. Scarlet. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm Mr. Scarlet. Literally just the characters from Clue. (laughs) Okay, we're going to end on this. I'm going to show you guys the drawing I did of Jenna, Allie, Christine, and Sarah showing up. That's actually pretty good. Give me some impressions. 
they all look exactly the same. Yep. Someone yeah. in the To be fair, we were four little white girls, yeah. so we probably yeah. did look mm-hmm. the same. There's like, a beautiful chandelier. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. The, which lets me know this is a classy mansion. Yeah. Classy from establishment. From murder mystery. We all have pretty much the same haircut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone could, in the front is celebrating because their hands are up. They are, except so I gave her. To be at the <laughs> everybody weekend. has two fingers, so we're like horrifying lobster <laughs> creatures. <laughs> Uh, and guys, that that was baby author oh Allison. Oh this reminds God. me. You know what this reminds me of is uh, <laughs> in the office when they find Michael's script <laughs> for Threat Level Midnight. Except how old was Michael? <laughs> oh, <he> was <laughs> uh, yeah. So oh I I found that and I was like, I have to read this on air. Yes. yes. You have to make. You have to clean that up. Yeah. I'm not Put, cleaning shit up. No. I'm, no. Cl- like just. Put it on where in, you can in read it. In script all. form, yeah. yeah. Put it in script form. Let's do a dramatic reading oh of it. We'll do God, it as a bonus yes. episode for members. Guys, speaking of members, Ooh. you're listening to a 100% listener supported show. <laughs> if you sign up as a member, um, we'll, we'll give you things like the bonus episode Eric just talked about. Mm-hmm. Also, you'll just be supporting a free podcast um, for as little as $5 a month, which is pretty cool. And the only way I'm able to keep going. So. Hey, that's something. Yeah, is that my cat? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> okay, great. Just checking in. Another thing about staying with my parents, um, their cat Nunu hates me. Oh, oh. yes. I but I feel like we had a breakthrough nice. this past week. Uh, she let me pet her. Ooh. She purred. What is she? Um, is she like getting older? Uh I think she's about Penny and Desi's okay. age. Because maybe she's like, as she ages, she's letting go of grudges. Oh. She's like, I'll learn this is to her love. eat, pray, love? Yes. That's Can not I what that book's totally about. Honest? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you posted a picture, I don't remember, if, I think it was on Instagram, uh, of. You posted a bunch of pictures of Nunu. Yeah. And they all looked, you know, m- pretty cool. She's a cool cat. Mm-hmm. Chilling. Yeah, just taking over the house. Yep. But the most powerful terrifying picture i saw was a picture you posted of your dad holding her <laughs> and she's just staring at the camera yep. yeah yep. like mm-hmm. purring so loud purring so loud and she was just like the mm-hmm yeah see what's happening yeah she loves my dad <laughs> she he like does this weird thing that i've never seen anybody do which is he like lifts her up and she stretches all the way out and she just oh, yeah. likes to be like lifted up and down she mm-hmm. purrs so loudly and I was like, if I tried to do that with either of my cats, oh my god, they would like, claw your eyes out. Well, Desi, I think would just be confused. Uh, Penny would fight me with everything she had. Um, both of us would not survive that, no. for sure. Uh, so, guys, I thought, do I have enough time to briefly talk about something? I probably do, right? Oh, let's talk about uh, Roseanne Barr's dumb show being canceled. Ooh. Isn't they it ever bring it back in the first place? Yeah. Here's I'm the thing about the Roseanne thing is like what she what she tweeted was really awful, but like she's done so much awful stuff before that. Oh my like god. What the fuck did they think they she literally took pictures as Hitler and put them online. Well not only that, just like wild conspiracy theories, viciously transphobic, um She's done so much anti Semitic like Which is also like I'm glad her show's. Came. I mean, I'm I'm not happy that all the other people on her show are out of a job now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm glad she doesn't have a platform. But it's like they knew what they were getting when they rebooted the show. Well, that's how I feel. Yeah. And I so mean, it's like I'm, I'm tired of people praising, like, oh, they canceled her show. Good on them. It's like they hired her. Yeah. They knew what they were yeah. getting into. I love that the right immediately was like, fine, you went after Roseanne. We're going after Bill Maher. And all of these progressives <laughs> no, were like, great. Okay, okay, great. Yeah. Can we get no, him canceled please, too? Please. No, can you help? No. Not Bill Maher. He's no, my favorite. Stop. Yeah. People were posting the Willy Wonka picture <laughs> yeah <laughs> no stop, stop. hell don't <laughs> yeah i mean maybe if we really do want to get him canceled we should pretend like that's really upsetting and i was like no that's bill. Um, Billy. but yeah i just that's why uh, every time like some company does something like oh we've we've severed ties with these advertisers or we have fired this person it's like they knew they already knew yeah. they didn't they weren't reacting to they are just reacting to popular opinion so i mean i'm glad that she doesn't have a show but also they knew. Yeah. So the, they this don't is not a surprise. Yeah. Did you hear that they might do a spinoff with Darlene? Yeah. I Can mean, we just write new shows? Yes, like, why we, do we need? That's what I don't get. Like, there are tons of fucking screenwriters that are like, 
like barely surviving yeah that have have good original shows guys i'm sitting on a real good script about girls in new york city and it's gonna be crazy are they all 20 something year old they're 20 something year old (gasps) are they all freelance writers that's right but they somehow (laughs) afford a dope apartment that's right yeah okay that sounds real fresh heartbreak (gasps) friendship what Dancing? Bagel. Is there dancing? Oh, so much ba- uh, dancing. <laughs> so, what did you all say? So much baking. <laughs> <laughs> so much baking. So much baking. It's going to so blow much, your honestly, fucking mind. Baking. Honestly, that's a show I would watch. <laughs> if there was so much baking, yeah. So much I would it's baking. girls, but instead of like complaining, it's baking instead. Uh, when I was at home, I was trying to get my parents to watch American Ninja Warrior, which did not go down well. <laughs> so then I put on uh, the Great uh, British Baking Show. That strikes me as something your parents would enjoy. But so we're watching it, and I'm like starting. I'm saying stuff, and eventually my dad goes, "Wait, have you seen the season?" And I go, "Yeah, I know who won the whole season." He was like, "Wait, why are you rewatching this episode?" And I was like, "Cause it's awesome." Yeah. Yeah, the Great British Baking Show is like. It's it it's like ASMR. Although I know you don't I like hate ASMR. it. You don't know I don't ASMR. like it. I don't, I don't get like it. it. Um, because you might have uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, misophonia. Misophonia. Phonia. Is that when people like chew? You don't like? Yeah. It? Oh yeah. I but it's hate not that. just like you don't like it. It you it like, like have dry. a physical reaction. Oh, yeah. My my office mate does that all the time, and it makes me want to like throw yeah. out the window that doesn't exist in our. Office. I think people with like extra sensitive hearing yeah. that like ASMR drives us insane. Mm. ASMR doesn't do anything. I don't have the because ASMR is supposed to trigger the opposite. Like right. Uh, yeah. It's supposed to euphoria. Yeah, I don't get that. It is calming. To me, not like in a meditative way, just like just hearing a low voice. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, okay, that's nice or whatever. But I don't get any sort of sensation out of it, like some people say. As opposed to ASMR, what, what I really like is if I'm going to sleep, I'll put a podcast on, but I'll turn it way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hearing like low-key murmuring like that is very soothing. Oh, right. I just can't handle when someone talks like this. Yes, yeah. And then they like crinkle paper and no. I'm like, oh. it's so weird. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to a friend who said she likes... Uh, watching ones of people like brushing their hair like that sound mm. and that like made my hair stand up I was like, <laughs> <"Ugh>, no <laughs> uh but it's just a very calming soothing show yeah guys it's that time let's go to our interview our interview i fucking did it these two weren't even in the room with me i'll take credit for it <laughs> <laughs> just like a man mm-hmm. <laughs> uh follow jessica luther on twitter jessica w luther and yeah, please enjoy. Oh, enjoy it. Jessica, hello. Thank you for taking time to do the show. Uh, you and I have not spoken in a while, but yes. I'm a big fan of your work. You seem like the busiest woman on earth every time <laughs> I see what you're up to and it's all like great stuff. So I want to ask you in a little bit what you're working on right now. But before we get to that, I wanted to ask if there's anything you're reading or watching or listening to right now that you think everybody should check out. Yeah. Uh, I am reading a book called down girl, the logic of misogyny by Kate Mann. And it's really in my wheelhouse. It's a lot about, you know, why misogyny is so entrenched. She's a feminist philosopher and it's really accessible. I I didn't know when I went into it, but she has like this great, she's good with the turn of phrase. Like she created this term called empathy and like empathy, but empathy, like to explain why when we point out misogyny, that it all becomes about the man Yes, and like protecting him. And so I just think it's it's a really good book, Down Girl by Kate Mann. It's just it really makes you think hard about about misogyny. Um, let me think. We are watching. We are well for me. We're rewatching Star Trek: Next Generation in my Ooh. family. I have a son who is almost ten, and so it's his first time watching it. And my husband hasn't really seen it, so that has been an absolute joy. And I tweeted about this at some point, but Deanna Troy is absolutely the rock star of that show (laughs) and I don't think I paid that much attention to her when I was younger and I just love her I have just fallen deeply in love with Deanna Troy so that's been 
really fun for me. Uh, how great is it when you get to see someone you care about watch something that you really love? Like through and you get to like re-experience it through their eyes. It's so It is the best. Great. Uh, yeah, it's quite an experience. So that we do that every night when we eat dinner. We watch one or two episodes of it. So um I've been totally into that. And then I I just really quickly want to mention that I love podcasts and I have been listening to this one called Missing and Murdered, which is about missing and murdered indigenous women in Canada. And the host is Connie Walker. She's an indigenous woman. It's CBC. So it's super measured in the way that you imagine Canadian media would be. But there's two seasons. Is that uh, the one about Chloe? Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so season two has gotten a lot of press, but season one is also really amazing. And, you know, it's about Canada, but for people in the U.S., a lot of the horrible things that that government did to indigenous people, um, we did very similar things here. And it's great. I mean, it's weird to say it's great about a topic like that, but the way that she does the reporting is great and riveting and really gets at generational trauma, the way that the the trauma brought on by the state the way that that stays within the community and that harm ripples out for generations it's very powerful work and important stories that don't otherwise get told so i've been listening i mean it's over season two is now over so you can go back and binge the whole thing if if you're yeah, new to it but i heard a murder. lot about i heard a lot about that one just because i I'm obsessed with true crime podcasts. Yeah, you'll love it. Yeah, whenever like a, a really good one comes out, it like ripples through the community and people are like, oh, re- like recommending it to each other. But I've heard a lot about that one. Yeah, it's spectacular. Mm. It will really get you in your gut and your heart. Yeah, yeah. Do you um listen to any other podcasts? I do. I listen to so many. I know, uh, me too. M- yeah, I I feel like it was actually I listened to them before, but it was really I picked it up after Trump got elected mm. as I don't know. There's something um, sort of the answer for me to the constant news feed. Like you can listen to these longer stories. Yeah. And I find that very soothing in some way. So uh, but I love still processing with Jenna Wortham and Wesley Morris at the mm. New York Times. They're two culture writers, but they're brilliant. Mm. And they I just find every week I'm just shocked at how smart they are at cultural criticism. Mm. And I I just find myself sitting still somewhere listening to it because I want to make sure that I'm taking it all in. I I'm also currently really into thinking about the role that tech plays in our lives. And beyond that, the men, the white men who get to create a lot of that and how terrifying (laughs) that is. So I've been reading books about it. I recently watched Halt and Catch Fire, which is one of my most favorite ever. It's so good. I wish everyone would just watch it so we'd have like a giant conversation about how amazing it is. Um, but then one of my favorite podcasts is Recode Decode with Kara Swisher. Mm. And it's a lot about tech stuff. And But she interviews people beyond that. In part, I will say I love it because Kara Swisher is a total badass. And I love listening to her interview people. Like she very clearly has positions on things. And she tells the people she's interviewing. And she pushes them very hard to answer questions. And there's something cathartic about Kara Fisher for me, maybe in this moment in time. So um, that's that's another one that I never miss. Awesome. Uh, what music are you listening to right now? Oh, gosh. You know, I'm a rut listener on music. My husband is one of these people who listens to a song once and moves on. Uh, and I'm not. <laughs> right. So I, I have like a dedicated playlist that I have just been listening to for months and it's like the same 30 songs but um I can curse on here right oh of course oh okay um bloody motherfucking asshole oh by I Martha love Green that White. song that you I know when I first it. heard that uh the last season of orange is the new black yeah they, they played think- that song and I was like what is this <laughs> yeah I heard it on big little lies it's okay. a it's a scene in there and mm. it's in a scene in there and there are days where I literally listen to it on repeat for two hours. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just brings me such, not joy, but it just gets me pumped. Yeah. And I just, 
by myself scream singing along to it a lot of the time. I'm trying to think like what else is on. I mean, I really like Bleachers mm-hmm. and I like his music. It makes me feel happy, which is something I'm <laughs> too often searching for. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't I'm the, I'm the same way, music. though. I can listen to the same song hundreds of times in a row. Me too. Me too. I, I really like Kesha's latest album. Yes. So Woman gets played on repeat a lot mm-hmm. on days when I need it. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not great on music. I love St. Vincent's latest album. We saw her in concert recently. So I've been I've been into that. No, those yeah. are good recommendations. So before you have to go, I wanted you to talk about um, anything you're working on right now or any stories that you think are the the most important things people should be focusing on right now. Yeah, it feels weird to say at this moment in time because I do sports sure. and culture and I do think sports and culture are very important a lot of the time, but it's felt less important <laughs> since, um, you know, our world caught on fire. But um <laughs> Yeah. So one thing that I'm always working on is I do a weekly podcast uh, with four other women um, called Burn It All Down. <laughs> and it's all about sports and culture. And so we're always discussing stuff and having people on the show. We've uh, we've only ever had we're coming up on our anniversary. So we've done 49 episodes every week um, and we've only ever had um, women. Mm hmm or non-binary genderqueer people on the show in part because that's where we start but also to show that like you can do sports and right. not center cis men in it uh, but like this latest episode we talked about kobe bryant's relationship to women's basketball um and all of our complicated feelings about that we did a racism round table of all the stories that came out last week uh we we burn something. Each one of us chooses a thing we hate in sports that week and, and we burn it. But um, then we always highlight badass women that have done great things in sports in that week. So um, burn it all down is a big thing that I've spent a lot of time on. I'm always working on investigative stuff mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's always tends to be pretty sad stuff. But I have a column at HuffPo that I get to write on this stuff. I don't know. What should people be paying attention to? Um I mean, something that I'm paying attention to right now is uh, the University of New Mexico, their head football coach. I don't know what the hell's going on there. It seems really weird that he's gotten to keep his job. The players have reported that he is abusive. He said terrible things about, uh, apparently, he said terrible things about a woman who reported a player for sexual assault mm-hmm. um, and got suspended for 30 whole days in the in the off season. It's very strange. Michigan State is an ongoing story. A lot of people know about it because of Larry Nasser, the terrible gymnastics trainer right. uh, physician who abused all those women. But they have continuing issues. So the latest is that there's a lawsuit that a f- person filed yesterday saying that three basketball players had gang raped her a couple of years ago. Right. And that they she was discouraged from telling law enforcement. Uh, and then I'm interested in Nike has had a couple top executives step down recently because of the same sort of me too stuff oh, wow. that we've seen in other companies. And Nike is really interesting to me because they, one of the things I talk a lot about with college football and sexual violence and the ongoing issues there is that, you know, people make bad decisions and protect people because of their fear of losing money. Mm-hmm. You know, and Nike is funneling a bunch of money into a lot of these programs and they have their own issues within their company now that have come to light around issues of sexual harassment. And I don't, I can't connect all those dots yet, but it's something that I've been paying attention to that most people don't, I haven't even seen much about. So, right. How do you, how do you think that the Me Too movement has affected professional sports i mean obviously it has but do you think like we've seen the full brunt of it yet or we're just at the beginning of this i don't know sports are weird Mm -hmm. uh it's so many men even in sports media it's so many men it's like the most men of any media that exists um so it's real hard to tell these kind of stories in sports um i saw the other day i think there were some sports journalists uh women sports journalists in South America, I think, where they're starting to organize because the sexual harassment is so bad. Um, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. And they, there was like a video montage of them like trying to interview players and players trying to like kiss them kiss on them. camera. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, I did the reporting recently on the Dallas Mavericks and the toxic 
culture um, on the business side, like on the operations side. And, you know, I keep thinking there'll be more stories like that, but it was pretty scary for mm-hmm. those women, even though they were anonymous in our piece for them to step forward and, and tell those stories. Cause to get a job somewhere else, it's, it's, you know, it's super risky. So, and I will say the other thing about sports is we have been talking about domestic violence and sexual assault in sport well before me too, in a pretty sustained way. Mm. So it's hard to say what the impact of me too has been, um, in this hyper-masculine space. Um, and if we've seen the extent of it, I, I don't, I mean, I don't think we have, but I don't know if we will, mm. how much more we will actually see. Right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do the show. Great recommendations. Working on important work. So is that Huffington Post is the best place for everybody to read your work? Yeah, I do that every other week. I'm on Burn It All Down most weeks, but we we publish a podcast episode every week. By the way, Um, great name for a podcast. Thank you. It it really fits all of us. Our overall messaging really well. Um, And then if you want to, you can find my work at jessicawluther.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again to Jessica. Please go follow her on Twitter at Jessica W. Luther. Go read her column at Huffington Post. Listen to her badass podcast called Burn It All Down. You guys didn't hear that. Burn It All Down. Great name. Uh, That is great. Yeah, guys, listen, it's that time of the episode. I know you're going to be really upset, but we'll get through it together. Uh, Here is your bad news. This first bad news item I actually was going to talk about in the pop culture section, but I think it qualifies as bad news because um, yet again, a bunch of so-called adults, pundits, became fucking hysterical over perceived rudeness or profanity. Mm. Uh, Samantha B. Colin Ivanka Trump a cunt. You know what? Uh, I'm sorry. A feckless, feckless. cunt, feckless. which is just great writing. In- That's incredible. great writing. Um, I I uh, I have two strong opinions about this story. Uh, one is that what what drives me crazy more than even the um, like people being outraged over what she said was the comparisons between her and Roseanne, just because it happened within like a day right. of each other. Oh, I guess we should mention why Roseanne got fired. So she posted uh, a racist tweet about Valerie Jarrett mm-hmm. comparing her to an ape. Yes. Yeah. Which, obviously, there's a long storied history of racists comparing black people to apes, gorillas, mm-hmm. animals, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So to pretend like one privileged white lady calling another privileged white lady a cunt is the same as a white person comparing a black woman to an ape is obviously, at best, naive, mm-hmm. ignorant. Uh, at worst, you know exactly why it's worse to call a black yeah. person an oh, ape. Absolutely. Of course. Unless you're like very, very um, ignorant or dumb. Yeah. It's, it's, think, it's obvious. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, so I, I think like people trying to compare the two, like, oh, well, Roseanne was fired, so obviously Samantha B has to be fired. They're not the no, same situation. Not even mm. close. The other thing is, I get, I get that for her show for the, her career Samantha B kind of had to apologize yeah I was disappointed she did I didn't I mean I'm not happy that she did I kind of get why she did I'm it sure but she had to yeah, yeah but I, what I didn't like was the framing of like oh we had a mishap on the show or something like that's a taped show it was edited it was bleeped out like yeah they knew what they were doing sure, yeah. yeah she just say yeah I wrote that um it was uncivil I you know I apologize or whatever, but like, like to mm. to to the the way she apologizes that was like I understand why she had to do it, but I I'm not happy she did it in, in the way that her apology was framed. It sort of was like it just didn't make sense, and I I, wish I mean the thing that frustrated me about it was, and I tweeted about this. I said the the Venn diagram of pundits who like faint at the word cunt and pundits who support unending war is a circle <laughs> like, yes. right like, to hear you know david brooks or or 
other pundits of his ilk be like David from it. Yeah. It, it's just, un, it's unheard of. You, you can't use that kind of language. Also, I still support the unending bombing of civilians. I want, I would like Absolutely. to be on record. Yeah, these fuck, I, there's nothing more like that makes my skin crawl more than these like rich people who are like, we have to have civility and, nobility and discourse and profanity is just beyond the pale especially from a woman my god what are we coming to by the way i still support trump tearing apart families Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um that's uh we're doing the bombs tuesday we're doing the bombs tuesday Tuesday? we're gonna do them monday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday too. oh okay perfect perfect perfect. um oh is that all that's all seven perfect perfect. it's all it's all seven days yeah should we come up with a new day just so we can bomb flurb day yeah flurb day flurb day I mean, how much money do you want to have it all? <laughs> if we cut a couple hours out of each day and just make it an eighth day. A new day. day. Yeah. <laughs> For extra bombing. Right. For extra. Uh, yeah, I think like, well, that's the thing is like the segment that Samantha B said that on was about Trump's like immigration policy. Right. Mm-hmm. And how monstrous and barbaric it is. And it's, you which know, if you were a sane human being, you would find offensive. This it's is, it's yeah. offensive to tear apart families. And this is what always happens. It's like, they people are so upset that she said this word and it's like right but she was talking about real human tragedy right real like monstrous but eric if it's real i can't be all up in my feelings about nothing yeah <laughs> silly. don't be silly oh that's dumb i'm gonna be upset about language for mm-hmm. a long time <laughs> yeah i mean i also just love when europeans and australians see americans lose their yes. shit about like don't get me wrong uh uh a man shouting that word at a woman is violent. Yeah. Uh, like an anger. But mm. also in certain cultures, it's literally used like we say, uh, and, um, yeah, it's you just, know, like uh, they just throw that word in and it's like friendly and jovial and it's not hateful. So they're just baffled by Americans I, um, fainting at that word. I retweeted yeah. something. I don't think it was your, I, th- I don't think it was a retweet that you had, but you probably saw it. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something to the effect of like, uh, cultural differences are so interesting. Like Americans get offended by the word cunt and Australians. Uh, meanwhile, Australians get offended by the continuous murdering of school children. Yeah. Like there's so many things we could actually be offended by in American culture and in probably a productive way, like gun violence, yeah. like, um, xenophobia, the way immigrants are being treated, um, violent misogyny, stuff like that. But instead, we choose to get offended about one privileged white lady calling another privileged white lady a cunt. And a cunt. it's like, okay, so we get to have the outrage news cycle for 24 hours and everybody mm-hmm. gets to feel good getting up on their moral high horse. Yeah. But what does it accomplish? You know what uh, You know what offends me more than Samantha B calling Ivanka Trump a cunt? Uh, Ivanka Trump working in the White House. Yeah, like that's oh, pretty offensive. I mean, the fact that she <laughs> is... She has a job. She has an office and a title in the White House. And they like denied the fact that she would have any kind of policy influence for a really long time. And it, it was obviously a lie. Yeah. She was literally just in uh, uh, China negotiating business deals on yeah. behalf of Trump. Yeah. As a as an as a special advisor to the White House, why does that not offend anyone? <laughs> uh, so the other bad news item, and I'm I'm putting this in, under bad news because I think just in general he's bad news. Jordan Peterson. Ooh. There's this terrible Los Angeles Times op-ed written by surprise surprise Kathy Young. This is my favorite. Um, about how really you guys, it's feminists' fault. That Jordan Peterson. What is it? <laughs> I Jordan, know what is it. Right? Jordan Peterson of all the, I've said on the show before. I like to, you know, consume a lot of like conservative media, mm-hmm. uh, just to see, you know, what they're up to, what's going on. Just check in. Which they're dumb ideas, and uh, I have to say, Jordan Pe- of all of them, Jordan Peterson is my favorite because he is just a fucking lunatic. I just like how he bases so much of his philosophy or ideology on his misinterpretation of mythology. <laughs> yeah, he's not good at his job. For he's, a, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a very dumb man. <laughs> he's supposed to be a clinical psychologist, which I assume he is. He's a licensed psychologist, but he's he he has built himself as this like new sort of modern philosopher. He doesn't understand postmodern his the big boogeyman to him is marxism and postmodernism postmodernism 
he doesn't understand either of them. Right. I've listened to him talk a bunch. I've I've listened to a lot of his lectures on he doesn't understand either of them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also, you know, there's been all this hubbub because like he's supposed to be the new like the new you know sort of like father figure for disaffected men. Well, that's and stuff the thing. Like it's that. a bunch of disillusioned young men who need a daddy figure. Yeah, but here's. Here's like the 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 groundbreaking advice that Jordan Peterson has for young men uh, in his in his book Twelve Rules for Life. Uh, you know what the first one is, uh, or not the first one, but one of them is just uh, clean your room. Clean your room. Clean your room. That's his ground. Be, be honest. That I know that's another one. This, this is the groundbreaking like uh, uh, philosophical figure of our time. Yeah, is just telling like like fucking basement dudes who yeah. live in their own filth to clean their room and they're like oh my god he's so smart right right what? and then of course you know also thrown in that women are the weaker sex and all that stuff I, i'm sure that's not really why they like him it's probably clean the room messaging mm. um but kathy young in this los angeles times op-ed was like if feminists don't like peterson's message they should offer a better one they which have. i thought they was did. the entire yeah. history yeah. of feminism yeah um, but what have we been doing this whole time? I think we were banking. I oh. think I think we thought we were coming up with a compelling ideolo- ideological structure for why the gender should be treated equally. Right. But I think we just made muffins. We made muffins. That keeps happening. But damn it, they were good. They were great. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so many muffins. <laughs> yeah. Of years I mean, first of muffins. all, it's insulting to put the onus on women to prevent assholes like Jordan Peterson from stepping in to be like women are the weaker. Like it, the onus should be on men not to be asshole misogynists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but also that's just patently false. Feminists have been offering a better message than Jordan Peterson's. It's just that it requires men not treating women like shit. So they don't like it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, but I don't want to keep treating them like shit. Mm-hmm. What's this Jordan Peterson guy about? Well, it's cause Jordan, because the thing about Jordan Peterson is, you know, one of the clips that really, got him you know not it was after he was already very infamous i mean he became famous for going on this fucking tirade about how he's not gonna uh call trans people by the pronouns that they want sure that was his big moral stance that got him a lot of popularity and then somebody super glued uh his office uh door shut yeah <laughs> what <laughs> yeah also he sounds like kermit the frog he so does that which help? is great um but uh one of the clips that went around recently is that he was doing an interview and uh, some guy was asking him about like his thoughts on like, cause he said before that he doesn't think men and women should work together in the workplace. Right. And there is like the, the, the interviewer was not very hard on him, but was still sort of like, that doesn't make any sense. And he was like, of course it does. It makes perfect sense. And, and then he got him to elaborate and basically Jordan Peterson's whole point was like, well, if women wear makeup, it's obviously because they're trying to make themselves sexually available. So if they get harassed, that's why they wanted it. Right. You know, because they wore makeup. So obviously they wanted to be sexually. This is, and by the way, this is as deep as his thinking goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, that's why he's so attractive is because that is what all those dudes think. And And he's just repeating it back to them. He is a 12 year old boy's understanding of women in a fully grown man's body. And he has a a a, a status level that because people yes. treat him like an intellectual. Right. So all of these fucking like are you know the dudes uh inter, you know that have arrested development that are all like mentally teenagers mm-hmm. who still play video games all day and live in their basements. Like they think all these things, and then they have this guy who's treated as a, a high intellectual, right? Saying, that they can kind of hide behind, or, and they go, "Oh, yeah. we'll see the smart guy saying it, so right. what I'm thinking must be true, and I don't need to alter what I'm thinking." Right, and, that, and and that's why that's what this article is about. It's yeah. you know, it's like he's giving them a philosophy that's just regurgitating their dumb thoughts back to them, <laughs> right. and then and then she's like, "Oh, well, why doesn't feminism?" appeal to these men it's because they don't want to change they just want somebody to tell them what they're thinking like oh i want to harass women and now i have a smart guy telling me that it's okay yeah and in in order for feminists to appeal to that kind of mindset they would have to completely gut the idea of feminism yeah like if how how do feminists appeal to violent misogynists (laughs) how how? to be like you're right we're not human yeah you're right this whole time Right, that's the way you appeal to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, so it's it's a ridiculous it's request. A lost cause. Yeah, exactly. 
it's up to the individual to no longer be the bigot or the misogynist yeah. or the racist. And that's why, like, um, oh, my God, I can't. Uh, what is her full name? Um, there's people on this sort of like uh, what What are the New York Times, the intellectual dark web? Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. They, they're so fucking full of themselves. I can't like. They really think they're such intellectuals and such like deep thinkers, and they're just they're if they're just saying things that people you know that they think without interrogating at all. And I think again, and this is one of the the weaknesses of liberalism and democracy in general. Mm-hmm. This this willingness to allow them into the public sphere because it's like, well, there are no bad ideas. We can hear people out. Um, and and that's really how fascists and misogynists and racists infiltrate the public arena because once you start treating their ideas as though they're intellectual mm-hmm. or interesting or anything like that, it it lends them weight. I said this to a friend the other day on, on Facebook because I was really getting tired of his shit. Because <laughs> he's one of these people that's just like... It's just like he's all against like quote unquote outrage culture and and, you know, freedom of expression and freedom of thought. And, you know, I was just sort of like, yeah, man, you know, I really think that like the KKK and the and, and Martin Luther King were exactly the same because they were both just expressing their opinion, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that's how a lot of these people think. Right. It, it, not all ideas and opinions are equal and right. are, are deserving of the same level of respect. Yeah. Uh, and- uh, Handmaid's Tale just did a beast of an episode about that oh really how how like the people behind gilead first infiltrated campuses Mm -hmm. and like we're giving speeches and and they use democracy against the audience where they're like Mm -hmm. freedom of expression i am allowed to be here to express my ideas and they're just fully spouting a full fascist philosophy and they let them do it yeah and that's really how and other stuff happens too, but no spoilers. Yeah, and then uh, what I was gonna say too is that that's also how I cannot remember her full name, but there's there's this woman I think in that article about the, the intellectual dark web. Her last name is Summers. It's like uh, Catherine Summers or Carolyn Summers. I can't mm. remember. But she was she's like a she she bills herself as a feminist, but her whole platform is about how you know. Uh, uh, men are actually oppressed right. um, by femi- by Obviously. by mo- by new modern feminism, right. and how how uh, uh, men's desires are just as important, and 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 stuff like that. And and they latch onto that because again, it's just a woman telling them that what they're feeling is okay. Also, like The Handmaid's Tale, yeah. Selena, uh, Serena, I forget. Anyway, <laughs> that bad bl- blonde lady, guys. Before you go out to the rest of your day, here is your good news. Oh, yeah. So this is a little late, but I missed out on it because I was out of the country and then out of the city. Where'd you go? Uh, Cuba. Cuba. Oh. Maybe you've heard of it. We'll show you some photos later. <laughs> um, Harvey Weinstein indicted on multiple rape and sex crime charges <gasps> yes. by a grand jury. Well, that's great. Um, that is good news. Yep. Celebrate. <laughs> to celebrate. If found guilty, he could find himself behind bars for up to 25 years. I don't know if that'll happen. I mean, I my worry is that it will happen, but it'll be like Martha Stewart prison. <laughs> <laughs> Martha had a better time in prison than I have being free. Yes, she her prison life much better than my actual life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she was, just ran that place. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a health club. Yeah, she was just hanging out, just hanging out. Yep. I was just like, what? Uh, yeah, that's my worry. It's, it's what always happens. Oh, to rich sure, people. sure. He's not going to like Rikers. Yeah. Also, I I don't think that people being tortured in prison is the solution we should be looking no. for. No, no. I just I I not that I necessarily. Yeah, I don't want him to go to like want him to like go to prison and get murdered or something. I just. <laughs> You know I'm glad I mean? that's where you've drawn the line. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> no I mean, like, it just—it's for some reason it's extra offensive to me when they're like, "We're putting them in jail," and they go to like this fucking rich yeah, person it, it's jail. It's not poor it's person like, jail. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like just punish them the real way. Right. You know what I mean? Or you know, find an alternate way of punishing them. I mean, oh. take all of his money and give it to women's organizations. That's a good one. Oh. Yeah, take all of his money. Yeah, and all royalties for all of his films forever. Forever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Force him to hand over his company to women, and they can completely rebrand it. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. We can come up with creative solutions. I honestly, you know, I think we <laughs> would be. No, that wouldn't be interesting. I was just thinking for some reason. I was thinking for some reason the idea of making a rich person work a very menial job would be worse than anything else. <laughs> he has to go work at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, just like have some sh- shitty job with a terrible boss. I mean, honestly, what I would be opposed. What if he takes my job and I take his job? <laughs> we got it. We got it. We solved it. Yeah. Um, and then also in good news, uh, in a very unexpected landslide, an overwhelming victory for women. Ireland voted to repeal its abortion ban, which has historically and infamously been one of the strictest in the world. You probably you might have read read some of the profiles about women in Ireland who have to fly to uh, England to get abortions because they just can't get them in Ireland. Oh, man. Some of the there the day before the uh, the vote, there were like all these people that were flying from around the world back home. Wow. To to vote right and there are all these like they were like they really made like a big thing out of it they were hashtagging it on twitter and people were like meeting at the airport yeah. people were like Fuck meeting yeah. up at at the airport that had never met before and they wow. were like uh forming groups and like flying oh, that's together. great it's really, oh, really that. cool that's very cool and it's a huge victory like it cannot be overstated enough um because ireland just generations of conservative patriarchy like really yeah, yeah, yeah. just built i saw the some foundation. story about these two these two fucking loser dudes who were like all upset because they had moved to Ireland because they wanted to live in like a puritanical like <laughs> conservative culture and then this happened they yes. were just all fucking upset about it and like ha yeah uh, and just shout out to all of the amazing activists who made it happen in yes, Ireland yes, yes. obviously a lot of very young people um, voted and and um, are the reason that this decision happened and it's also just really encouraging because as someone who's been watching a lot of The Handmaid's Tale mm-hmm. uh, and lives in the United States and sees all of the um, the damage being done to reproductive freedom, seeing something like this happen is really encouraging because if it can happen in Ireland, it's like we can reverse course in the United States. Yeah. Gilead yeah. is not inevitable. No. Is what I'm saying. No. That's a Handmaid's Tale reference. It's a Handmaid's Tale <laughs> reference. You guys watch like, it. What's okay, the matter okay. with you? I don't have a password. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Give yeah, somebody oh. tweet me your password. <laughs> Just tweet it, yeah. Uh, Charles will probably give you his password. Oh, okay. Yeah. Charles. Charles. Charles, are you listening? Charles. 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 Charles, tweet me your password. Please, Charles. What if he just randomly fast forwards this episode and only hears that? What? Charles. Charles, Charles please Charles. help us. <laughs> oh, my God. We didn't do any recommendations. That's all right. We'll do them on tomorrow, yeah. Tuesday's episode. Guys, are you a member of Light Trees and News yet? Did you know you can become one for as little as $5 a month or a one-time donation? Go to lighttreason.news. Sign up if you've in the, What? Guys, wow. I'm, still, I'm still in Cuba mode. Yeah. Eric, did I tell you we went to Cuba? Eric, let us tell you all about where? it. Eric, Wait, on, come look at my some pictures. Photos. I'm going to show you some photos. Guys. <laughs> the funniest thing is that I was telling Chloe... It's not the amount of pictures. It's the timing. Yeah. Like Friday, there were still like Instagram stories that were you guys in Cuba. And I was like, what the, where are they? (laughs) Because you know we didn't have internet, right? Yeah. So we could only do them all. No, I know. No, I know. I know why you're doing it. I'm just, it's weird. You you guys are like, we'll be gone for two days. And I was like, all right, cool. And then like. (laughs) A week later, I'm still seeing like <laughs> pictures. I'm like, oh yeah, we have have li- we took so many amount of photos. Rachel has an entire Dropbox folder oh <laughs> with God. Cuba pictures. Yeah, and, and also, that's maybe not even half, uh, like a third of yeah. what she actually took. Yeah, uh, but guys, if you've been enjoying the characters, the interviews, yes. all of the goodness, mm. keep supporting the show. Otherwise, I can't keep bringing in new episodes, and that would be really sad, right? Yes. Um, any last minute things that you guys? Wanna um, cram into this episode? I would say, just like go to Cuba if you can. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like real quick, just real quick. I will say, uh, kudos on you guys taking the trip because if somebody approached me with the idea of like we're gonna go out of the country, it's gonna be two days, two and a half days. I've been like, that yeah. sounds like a waste of time. But you guys really it made was, the most out of it. We were so yeah. like present the whole because we you don't have phones or internet. We or also took insane like late flights or yeah. early depending yeah. on your definition yeah so we had like 
two full days. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, for me, it's like if I when I'm like getting like vacation mode of like I'm all right, I'm gonna go and hang out. I'm like I want to have time. I want to like chill. Yeah. And like I always try to plan for like a week or so. So like you guys really crammed it in there, and it was uh, impressive. Yeah, we really relaxed too. We, yeah, there was a I lot of came hammock back time. So refreshed. Yeah, it was crazy. I went on and, tour but we also did gone. like. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Eric, how was your fucking tour, man? <laughs> it was cool. I hung out in Wisconsin a lot. Yeah, Wisconsin was did cool. Did you get? Uh, hey, what's cheese, the band again? Stuff? Somebody just died upstairs. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Rachel's back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, play bass now in a band called Vajra. Okay. V a j r a, Vajra. Like Vaj. Sort of. Yeah. Cool. Vaj. Raw. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. never forget now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, New York City based metal band. Very cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. So we went to we went to uh, went to Wisconsin. Uh, did you stay in a hotel? Seen hotels uh, every night except for two. Nice. Mm-hmm. What yeah. What did you do with the two days? We had uh, some friends in uh, Chicago that let us stay at their house. Oh, dope. So no sleeping in the van. No, 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 no. Oh, no, okay. No. I mean, hey, no judgment. Yeah, no. Um, no, it was really fun. Uh, we played at the world's largest brat festival. Cool. Great for a vegan. Yep. What did you? They eat? did have. They nope. <gasps> they were sponsored uh, also by Field Roast, so they had Field Roast brats. <gasps> Dope. Yeah. Did you eat so many? I ate a good bit. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot. Uh, all of them. We played two spots before the Gin Blossoms. Hell what? yeah! Yeah, it was cool. That's it was really fun. cool. It was a fun day. Uh, when are you going on tour with them again? Uh, we are going to I think do a small, uh, little less than a week thing at the end of July, also in the Midwest, and nice. then. If all goes according to plan, I think we're going to Sweden in the fall. Ooh. And then doing, trying to do like a full U.S. tour around October. Um, my Hell Lloyd yeah. team might start touring Ooh. for festivals That's and a great stuff. Idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know BZ submitted us for like Denver, but he also wants to do like South Africa and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be very fun. Yeah, we got to get on stuff like oh that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, sometimes if you are funny or good at music, people pay you to tour and it's a good time. Yeah. You know what I've been meaning to do, especially if I go international, if I go international, uh, that was such a weird way to become a jet setter. (laughs) 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 Just like tweeting people like, Hey, do you live here? We should like meet up and say hello and stuff like that. I try to do that. I, it's, I mean, obviously it's a lot different for me to do that than like for you guys to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Meeting up with strangers or whatever. Sure. Sure. Uh, I like doing that with music and stuff. But um, if it's like the three of us, you mean Rachel? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's safe. Yeah. Well, sometimes it just <laughs> you said that like it's not safe. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, if something bad happens, Rachel, I don't think can fight, but we could. I think we can handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Handle I would it. handle business. Um, <laughs> Allison can fight. You can lift them. I can you lift, can lift yeah. them straight in the air. And then she just swatted me <laughs> for 15 minutes. <laughs> I was so awestruck I couldn't fight back. Yeah, look at that spot. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just because you know, like locals know. Yeah better things to see I than like totally. a tour guide. I love that. Every time yeah. I go into a new city with uh with like a band or something, I always try to meet locals and like just like where's what's cool, what's good to do. Well, that's what's why good people people tweet me all the time cuz they're like if I go to New York City, people are like, "Oh, go to the M&M store in Times Square." And I'm like, Gross. "No. Yeah. Don't go yeah. to Times Square. Yeah, go yeah, to yeah. these no. dope places." Yeah. Yeah, I love I love meeting new That's like one of my favorite parts of touring is just seeing new places and meeting new people. Yeah. I will tell you go to to go to UCB. All right? That's yeah. definitely going to Yeah, happen. you should go. Obvi. Go see Azcat. Yeah. Anyways, guys, please go sign up to support the show. Follow Eric and Chloe on Twitter at Eric spelled E R E K underscore Smith. Mm-hmm. Chloe, it's the chew. Yeah. Guys, it's so great to be back. I missed the show a lot. I hope you missed. I know you missed it. I got tweets from you guys that were like, "What's happening?" Oh, I thought you were just like, "Yeah, I know you missed it." I know well, that you too. missed it. Yeah, I knew you, it in my heart, yeah, and yeah. then I had. I know you guys needed it. Uh, guys, get out there, and while you're at it, cause a little trouble. 